to them. I jack, I rob, I sin. Oh man, I'm Jackie Robinson. Except when I run base, I dodge the pen. Lucky me, lucky Lee, they didn't get me. Now when I bring the nets, I'm the Black Branch Ricky from Brooklyn Corners. Burning branches are sticky. Spread love, Biggie, Brooklyn, hippie. I pity the fool with jewels like Mr. T. With no history in my barrow, they borrow. With no antiques, I'm returning tomorrow. The sun don't come out for many, like Annie. How long you guys want to do this and, for? And we're live. I don't know until it ends. It works. <laughs> I gotta figure out if I'm gonna eat my lunch and mute myself, or if I'm just gonna wait. Uh, no, we all want to hear you chew. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've got some delicious... Um, Say egg salad. No, not egg salad. Just normal uh, salad with chicken and then some weird, like, quinoa curls or some shit like that. Lentil strips. Oh. Lentil did you, strips. Did your wife no. prepare it? No, nah, but she, she bought it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're, like they're lent- like, the lentil strips, it's kind of just like a like a curly frito that doesn't taste like a frito but just tastes like bland potato chip it's really not that bad add some crunch to your salad yeah why don't you eat with a salad i kind of eat like it's a chip they're pretty good trader joe's man trader joe's has some good stuff yeah speaking of uh grocery stores wegman's apparently is opening up this year over by my house and wegman's is new to north carolina but everybody i've ever Met that's been to a Wegman's swears it's like, you know, the greatest place on earth. Yeah, like an like an orgasm while you grocery shop. Yeah. So I'm intrigued by it. If anybody who has Wegman's experience wants to comment, that'd be great. It's pretty much just the Harris Teeter of the North, I think. Oh, there you go. I I was only getting I was only getting sound out of one of my AirPods. It was really weird. I figured Mm -hmm. it out though. That's why I was so quiet. Uh, (laughs) I was like. You're the tech guy. We thought yeah, you were you... just loving on Wegmans by yourself. <laughs> no, no. Did you uh you guys see the uh the Warriors blew a thirty one point lead last yeah. night? And Boogie yeah. What yeah. was great about it is somebody on Twitter made the connection between a thirty one point lead and a three one series lead that they blew against <laughs> <Yeah>. the Cavs. <laughs> That's uh, that was funny. They're still gonna beat the Clippers, but that was pretty uh, pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, a chink in the armor. I put twenty five on the Bucks to actually win it all because I saw some random ass stat that they had done something that only like four teams had ever done before, and all three of the other teams had won the championship. So, I mean, that's it's not a bad bet. Giannis is so good. Yeah, he just he can nobody can you can't neutralize Giannis unless you can somehow force him to only shoot threes. But like, what? If he decides he wants to get to the rim, what are you going to do? Right. Yep. So he's anyway. nasty. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. That's who the Celtics will play next round if they advance. Mm. Won't be good. They're playing. They're playing Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. yeah. That first game was horrible. I saw yeah. the had like fifty-five <laughs> points in like the third quarter or something. The winning yeah. score was eighty-four. That's <laughs> yeah, it was all all defense or just shitty shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a combo of both. Probably. Yeah. You guys want to dive right, in? Well, let's do yeah, it. Yeah. So, um, 
you, someone else might have to lead it today because I was busy doing the power rankings that we're going to go over, so I didn't get to really fully dive into like the agenda. There really yeah. isn't one. Just shoot the shit on news and notes for a while, hop into the power rankings, uh, I guess last week's results. Yeah, we can touch on that. Yeah, And then selling a star when you're rebuilding. Yeah. The last topic we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's hit the news and notes. Yeah. So, uh, who's the. You, you want to, like, go over the players or something? Well, I was thinking what newsworthy. I was reading an article today about uh, Kimbrell and Keiko still being unsigned and, like, what that could look like when and if they do sign, how much, you know, one year deal potentially for Keiko looks pretty. Uh, Pretty much like it's going to happen, given that yeah, that he's going to have to take something if he wants to pitch this year. Uh, but it was kind of given comparisons to pitchers that have signed late, like last year. I think it was Arietta signed late, Lance Lynn signed late, and um, Lance Lynn took a good ten weeks to be even close to decent. Uh, I should know. Didn't I Cobb sign late? Didn't Cobb sign late too? I don't. I don't remember, but it, it, he wasn't mentioned in the article I read. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and then uh, they compared Kimbrel to Greg Holland, and how atrocious Holland was. Like it just saying how pitchers need time to yeah. ramp up. Like even if they sign today, they're really six to ten weeks away from potentially being effective, assuming all goes smoothly for them, and you know that it, it builds up normal. So it'll be. Yeah, interesting. I mean. I think um, it, it's kind of like similar to like you know how the Red Sox pitching staff has struggled out the gate. They they r- ramped up their starters so late into spring training, and I feel like that's affected them out the gate, and that's why some of them might be struggling. Um, Definitely, and I think it's that that comparison can be made, you know, with like a pitcher that hasn't been pitching in spring training get signed, like a Keuchel or a Kimbrel. I honestly think that Kimbrel might still be asking for too much. Um, I haven't really heard any like offers that he's got, but um, you know, he came out the gate saying he wanted that five years, hundred million or something like that. Mm-hmm. And no one, no one's given um, a closer that type of money anymore. Just not with the way uh, teams are starting to use bullpens. So um, I think he's gonna have to really lower his asking price if he wants to, uh, you know, sign somewhere. Yeah, and, and the other and what thing, is, that, like, what is a simulated game exactly? That's basically they go up and throw pitches. Like they'll they'll pick a certain number that considers an inning. And then they go and sit down for fifteen minutes, and then they <laughs> then they get back up as if they like their team were hitting, and then they get back up and then throw again, and then they'll sit but, down. But they throw to actual batters in simulated games, right? Yeah, but swing? I, I, that I don't know. But I know like the breaks are you you they literally just go sit down for an, an amount of time to simulate their other team hitting or their team hitting. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But it, the other thing that it said is. Both the Red Sox and the Astros made uh, qualifying offers in the, in the offseason. So yeah. whoever signs them owes the uh, the other teams the com- uh, compensatory draft pick unless it happens after the June draft. Oh, so like you can. So they're probably just so, gonna wait. Some teams yeah. could do that, but that was that was part of the thing that the article was talking about was how long it could take before yeah, that's either a long of them wait. Were, Either of them are effective. So, like, if you're talking about you're waiting till mid late June to sign them, then maybe you're talking about August before they're close to effective. Yeah, and then you only got them on I, a one year deal, right? Yeah, 
So I mean, some of the some of the pitchers that have been, I mean, the way pitching's been going so far this season, there's got to be a team that can use either one of those guys. I mean, absolutely. I'm, I'm o- admittedly signed, not a huge. Um, what's his name? The the dude that I can I'm losing his name now. Um, shit, Jackson, Edwin Jackson. Yeah. Was it was it Edwin Jackson? Yeah. He was good for them last year. Yeah, yeah. but he, he's basically like the "Hey, can you fill a bunch of innings?" guy. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, I'm admittedly not a big Keuchel guy, and I've said, like, in Slack and stuff that I think Kimball's going to um, start to pitch worse because I think his velocity is going down. But still, those are guys that uh, can be contribute to any team. I'm not saying, like, I wouldn't want Kimbrell in my bullpen, period. I just wouldn't right. want him a lot of money. So. Yeah, I mean, Kimbrell's definitely better, better than whatever the seventh guy in your bullpen that you're demoting is. Yeah, exactly. And so. I think uh, the article pointed out that the Nationals, their first pick is like the 94th pick of the draft. So what yeah. are they? Why wouldn't they sign Campbell and give up that pick? <laughs> One thing I do think is important to mention, being a Red Sox fan, I know this, is that Kimbrell was very adamant about that he did not like to pitch in anything but the ninth inning in save situations. So I think a lot of teams might be staying away from him because they want the flexibility of using um, their relief pitchers in different spots. And he's like, no, I want the ninth inning, save situation. Don't bring me in in the eighth. Don't bring me in the seventh. So that could maybe make some teams shy away. True. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So. Any other news and notes to talk about? Greg Bird went to IR Um, for plantar fasciitis. They're just going to rename the IL the Greg Bird Memorial Injury. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) That guy is never healthy. It's like unbelievable. All potential, no all injury. Yeah, it's it's brutal. brutal. Uh, Billy Hamilton turned out to be really minor. He played and stole a base last night. Yeah. So and then and Trout's back, right? Kershaw pitched. So um, yeah, the Braves demoted or optioned Sean Newcomb and Kyle Wright. So that was not welcome news to my team or Vince's, but. They've got yeah. so much young pitching, they're not going to let somebody struggle. Yeah. And they still got some guys down in the minors that could potentially come up, like Soroka and people yeah. like that. So. Kobe, Kobe Allard and yeah. Ian Anderson. And Fulty's going to start this weekend, they're thinking. so. Yeah. The Braves aren't trying That's to wait for around him. for guys to figure it out. So No, they're, yeah, they're definitely going to make them figure it out in AAA, not in, not in the big leagues. Yeah. It's pretty quiet otherwise. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's been a relatively quiet week. I know, like, Ben Intendi hasn't played for me for a couple of days, but um, that's, like, a minor thing, too. Um, I know Bellinger got hit in the knee by a ball, and he's kind of like a day-to-day as well. So nothing major, just some nicks that come up throughout the, the week. That's been it. Did y'all see that, yeah. y'all see that Dar- Darvish pitch that hit Brinson, <laughs> the catcher, and the ump? Yeah. I didn't see that. I'll have to go check that out. It was out. like a 99 mile an hour fastball, and it curled in on Brinson and like hit him in the leg, and then bounced off and hit the catcher in the chest, and then ricocheted and hit the umpire, and like all three of them went down. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh man. Gosh. That's crazy. And then uh, Christian Yelich with three bombs last night. Yeah, I had him in. I had him in DraftKings last night. That's he, got he got me 57 fantasy points. Jesus. Luckily, I'm yeah. playing uh, Alec this week, so that's a good start for my. Yeah, I feel your team. pain on that. Yeah, 
Jeff doesn't, unfortunately. <laughs> I know. How does he escape all of Yelich's damage? Unreal. <sighs> Unreal. I agree. <laughs> Want to yeah. dive into these power rankings? Yeah, so um, they haven't been posted in Slack yet, but we can um, go over them on the pod. Um, I'll probably be posting them later today. But um, power rankings right now, we have, remember, it's a total of 40 possible points with the um, offense and pitching, and then the winning percentages uh, in, factored in as well. So Money Gang has 38 in first place in the power rankings. Second is the Hut Box Hippies with 32.5. Third is Brooklyn Pimper Die with 28.75. Fourth is Biracial Angels, 27.25. Fifth is Martin Riggs with 26. Sixth is Humbaby, 25.75. Seventh is Grinder Rules with the same score but lower winning percentage. Um, eighth is Gon Trouden, 23.75. Ninth is Feeling Pretty Sexy, 20.75. Um, tenth is Cruising the First with 18. Eleventh is Squad Up also with 18. 12th is Untouchables with 16.25. 13th is Hebrew Hammers at 12.5. 14th is Rolla at 12 points. 15th is Gindaloons with 7.5. And, and 16th is the Shaolin Savages with 6.5 points. So um, I think I noticed um, this, there are a couple of people who dropped a little bit. I think the Untouchables dropped down a little in the rankings from last week. Um, Rolla, I think you moved up from last to fourth. Yeah, trying to yeah. trying to get out of the basement. Um, <laughs> I know I was in first last week. Who was 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 who was second last week? Was it Hotbox last week as well? Oh, I'll look right now. I don't have last uh, week yeah, pulled up. Yeah, Hotbox. It was uh, Money Gang, Hotbox, Martin Riggs, Hum Baby, and Untouchables were top five. Okay, so it looks like so Brooklyn Pimper died like eight spots. Yeah. They they seem to they so I was doing the rankings and uh, I sent you guys the overall pitching ranks and if you look at their pitching ranks they're the they were ranked 16th in all the pitching categories combined so they've been mm. having a hard time with pitching um, and there's also teams that like are really good in one category and then not that good in others which has hurt them so um, yeah, like was... for yeah for like Martin Riggs he was third in pitching but he was tenth in offense so. Which blows my um, mind, because that's the exact opposite of what we thought was going to happen. Yeah. And for him specifically. Right. And then there's, then there's like those teams, like, if you look at the offense, pitching rank, and win percentage rank, like, um, feeling pretty sexy is, like, pretty consistently middle of the pack with those. Um, and then biracial angels, you know, he was, he's pretty solid with, like, five and a half in offense, six in pitching, seven and a half in winning percentage. Kind of shows like you know how the matchups can determine things. Yeah, absolutely. But nothing shocking yet, I would say, as far as they go. Just the fact that I do think there's a couple of teams that like I thought were going to be higher up in the power rankings to start the season, and they've kind of came out the gate slow. So Hebrew Hammers specifically. Yeah, Hebrew Hammers, and I thought like Untouchables had a pretty good first week, but I thought like last week. They came down because the you know the hammers and the untouchables had kind of like a mediocre matchup against each other. I don't think either either owner would say that they thought their team performed really well. It was more, um, more just like whoever could win each category. Yeah, a war of attrition. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was looking for when I was trying to say my <laughs> team. I know <laughs> my team. I know last week. Um, 
like I had a really um, strong pitching week the first week. My pitching was not terrible last week, but I definitely think my offense rebounded a little bit last week. So that uh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I the One thing that stood out to me was Riggs's drop in offense. He had such a monster first week and then only five homers, 19 runs, 26 RBI. And then the other thing that stood out was the grinder rules gone trout and match. He had trout out for quite a bit of time and uh, he had him on the ropes and just couldn't finish him off. It was yeah, like nine to one at one point late in the week, yeah. and then he only ended up pushing the tie. Yeah, grinder rules that he he has so many more saves than everybody else. I was I was like, holy shit, when I was you know doing the rankings, doing the power rankings, I have to look at each category. He has like over 20 saves already, which is, like, out of control. Yeah, 21 saves. <laughs> Maybe you could afford to trade a closer. I heard, like, I think a couple of people in Slack were asking for closers. Maybe you could deal one and improve in some other places. I think the all-time record for saves is, like, 135, too. So, I mean, yeah. he's already at 25 through two and a half weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. But I think it would be good for Vince to maybe not play for uh, the all-time saves record and try to play for winning. So, maybe he'll trade one of those. Those guys, <laughs> yeah, and w- right now we have uh, Sam's team, hippies, and cruising to first with the home run race 40, 38, and 34. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Cru- cruising to first, making that bet, but he's he's in third in homers right now, mm-hmm. so he's not even in first in the standings. So his team's gonna have to pick it up. He could break yeah. the record and still not end up still first, not, still not have the yeah. record. But the bet was that he had to be first overall in the records after the end of the season. So yeah. So I, I made sure of that before I made the bet. <laughs> <laughs> I so, like it. It's yeah. crazy though. I mean, how many home runs have just been this year? I mean, some of the established pitchers have just been shitty. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've listened to some podcasts and there's like a lot of like talk about the, the back to the old balls that we used a couple of years ago when it had that home run outburst. I don't know. They must not be giving them to the money game because my team's not hitting that many homers. So, <laughs> yeah, well, and the the Braves commentators they've had um, Tom Glavin on their local broadcast lately, and I've been watching their games, and they've been talking about how pitchers basically don't pitch anymore; they just throw as hard as they can, and it's either dead set set in the middle and gets smoked, or either it's a ball or it's a swing and miss. So like you're seeing people walk, you're seeing people striking out or just hitting bombs, but nobody's going out there and like painting corners or, or setting people up and trying to pitch anymore. Yeah. Tom Glavin. What's your relationship to Glavin again? Um, my mom's cousin. So my second cousin, um, my grandfather, my grandfather's, uh, dad's father, uh, brother. I mean, nice. So. Yeah. So, I'm actually going to, um, like I said, Nashville this week, and I think um, his son, Peyton Glavin, is pitching against uh, Vanderbilt, or playing against Vanderbilt. I'm not sure what position he plays, but um, I'm going to go to the game, maybe check it out. Cool. Would he know who you are? Not Peyton. He wouldn't know. Tom Tom knows who I am, but I haven't really had much contact with his son. So Yeah. You know. well, we've kind of gone over last week's results much. Already, if you guys want to highlight any more, but we could probably move on to the next topic. I'm pretty cool moving on to the next topic. You'll everyone that's listening will probably be able to look at the power rankings when they uh, 
when they listen to the pod. So yeah, all right, cool. So the, the final topic we wanted to talk about was like when to when do you sell a star? Uh, when your team looks like you know you're not going to be competitive, you need to rebuild. Uh, I know I kind of ran into it last year where I had Chris Sale at twenty two dollars, and even though I w- was in the race for the division all year until like the last couple weeks. I was viewing last year as an opportunity to rebuild. And so I wanted to, you know, I got the unoffered for sale that I had to take because it, it got me some younger players and, and uh, helped me. So I was wondering what your guys' thoughts are, see any prime candidates for this year that should be moved and how soon they should be moved. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I think it, the discussion starts with, like, you got to kind of, I'm really a big believer in making the decision of either I'm a rebuilding team or I'm going for it, you know? And um, I think far too often what happens is people think they can compete, but they kind of want to rebuild at the same time. You kind of get caught in limbo. And I think that's kind of a dangerous thing because then it ends up being, you do that for like years and years in the, in the dynasty league. Cause you're competing with, you know, good owners that know how to build um, good keeper teams. So um, I think that's the first thing that you kind of have to think about is like, can I legitimately win this year or am I better off, you know, selling off to get pieces um, for the next season, which is hard to do. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are unwilling to either sell early or sell completely. I feel like if you don't sell early, then you're kind of stuck fighting against everybody else who may or may not be selling because you're not really selling at all at that point. Um, And if you're going to sell and you're not going to make the playoffs, you may as well just fucking purge. Um, yeah regardless of when you make that decision that and i know is what really screws people like you were talk- talking about yeah and i think i mean i did that about probably like five years ago i like sold off everything and i it sucks you, you go through a year where you're like i mean i was trying to win my matchups like for like keep the league legitimate like i wasn't just tanking and not trying but i was trying with you know pieces that i knew were rebuilding pieces so um it's hard to do because you're in a season and, you know, it's always nice to try to win every week and it makes fantasy fun. But sometimes you got to do it because um, because if you're going in there with a team that's just not stacking up with the top teams, it's, it's kind of pointless. You, the, the objective is to win, you know what I mean? And right. make money off of winning. It's still a money league. So um, if that's not something you can legitimately do, why wouldn't you set yourself up to do it in the next season? Try to win money and win. So. Yeah, and I think there's, uh, yeah, there's, kind of, there's the a, consistency is what we're looking for in a dynasty league. You know, you don't want to just win one year and get lucky. You want to be able to have a run of three to five years. Yeah, the hope is the hope is if you do do that full rebuild, you know, you it takes you one or two years, and then you're good for like a few years. You know, like you said, right? Three, three years, four years. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've kind of got my team to that point right now, and that was from you know, selling off a lot of pieces and sucked for a while. But now I kind of have like that core that I know I can build around for a few years. So, Yeah. And there's, there's two times, right. That you can try and sell a star. One is preseason. Uh, and obviously you want to, there needs to be at least one more keeper year on that guy. Like people need to agree that, okay, he's at this price, but I definitely could keep him again next year. Otherwise nobody's going to take him. or you wait till, you know, May or June when you realize, okay, I'm, I'm not going to be in it and let me find this team that is winning. What can I get from them? Um, so it's tricky. Cause like, you don't have to, that you don't, you don't, you don't have to attach the second 
keeper year if you're in season, but if you're doing it preseason, uh, like I know um, Kenish had dangled Arenado out, like he he's definitely would have been kept another season, maybe another two seasons. But uh, if he were if he were to wait till like next year, then he'd have to do it in season to get any yeah. real re- return. Yeah, I think, and I think it's uh, like Trip brought this up earlier. I think selling early helps with like those big names. So like you got a guy like Arenado or some other guy like I'm, uh, Riggs isn't trying to trade him right now. But if you had like a Bryce Harper or something like that, when you're offering out those big names early, you're more likely to get a keeper piece that you feel good about um, because you're giving that team more time with that star player um, to you know build some build some um, gap in the standings and set their team up. So like if, if I was trying to trade one of my keepers, I'm more likely to trade a keeper for an Arenado early in the season because I'm like, all right, well now I'm getting myself five months of Arenado. Right. Um, so. Yeah. And I guess from my perspective, and I think I told Matt this specifically trading before the draft, an expensive keeper who you can keep for one or two more years allows you to take that, 20 bucks and invest in other stars which you can then flip in season so you've essentially you know doubled the value of one roster spot i know there is obviously a lot of uh, value in keeping the salary through the drafts so that the other team can get stars but you know i guess from my perspective and i know that's only happened once if you're going to sell and you know you're going to sell because you can't compete then just do it before the draft sell it yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think some other teams that have, like, pieces, you, I think you went asked if you thought there were other pieces that could be, like, those potential. It's so early in the year, so you can't really be, like, saying, like, this team should be selling or this team Mine. shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'll say that. I've, I've been, I'm open to dealing with Carrasco, Cole, and Grinky. I mean, I know yeah. that starting pitching is a need for most every team, and my team is not looking like it's going to be that great, and, you know, I'm willing to just swallow the 150 bucks that i would probably owe vince um to be able to get you know a, a young stud yeah stud. and i think i think like another team like right now that's been having trouble out the gate would be like a gindaloons they have you know stanton on the il but he's going to be back eventually stanton's like one of those pieces where you probably could get a big name for um he's probably going to want to keep judge and bregman because those are just two great pieces but um, he would be a guy that I would say you could get something for that home run potential. People are looking for that always. And Turner, Turner would be a good sell. Justin yep, Turner, Turner is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know people are needing third baseman. Yeah, it's Definitely. just um, it's it, it's a it's all it's all about looking at where you are in your you know particular division. I think. And where you stack up with like the top teams, at least that you perceive to be the top teams, and just realistically saying to yourself, like, how much would have to go right for me to make the playoffs and beat one of these teams? Um, and you kind of got to be honest with yourself, is the way I look at it um, when I'm building my teams. So, yeah, it, it kind of comes down to what do you want to do with your $150? Like, you, if you want to seriously try to contend then that's how you have to approach it but if it's like i want to get 150 dollars worth of entertainment this year then you know do, do you just know that it's going to be take more more luck than skill to win anything yeah and i think selling I think is that, fun too 
it can be fun. I agree with you with that. Like I didn't, and I think the key to making selling fun is like the way I approached it. Um, like I sold off and I knew like I wasn't going to win most of my matches, but I was going in there trying to be like a spoiler, you know, like I would be like looking at my ratios, like, Oh, I'm not going to start any of my starters anymore. Um, and I'm going to try to win whip and ERA and beat this team in this matchup. And, and I think like one of the years when I was reselling and my team was like pretty good, it wasn't great, but like just from reselling, I still, you know, tried to compete every week just to make it fun. Uh, and that's kind of like how you can approach it. Right. Yeah, and that's like the the year that I remember Troughton selling. They still made the playoffs and almost won it. Yeah, um, you know, because some of the the guys who you'd be targeting would obviously be the cheap established people who, you know, are going to be good enough to hopefully help you win that matchup or the next week's matchup or whatever the case. Yeah, be. and you can, and you can kind of approach it like that, like how Troughton did, where where it's like, all right, like I'm selling the pieces that I know aren't really great keeper pieces. But I want to get guys that are playing in the major leagues right now that are keepers, which you can do if you're targeting the right guys and offering good enough players. So, oh, Blake Swihart designated for assignment by the Red Sox. Hmm. It seems to be like the story of his career. Yeah. Well, they always like didn't want him to get taken by another team, but now it looks like they uh, they're open to it. So. Hmm. Carlos Zambrano's coming back. <laughs> what? He's What's making he a comeback be? with the independent Chicago Dogs, throwing 94 in Venezuela. No Jesus. kidding. How old Chris, is he? He is 38 in June, and he's crediting God for getting him back to. <laughs> he's only 38. Yeah, I've never. Heard he was of... like he was like crazy young when he first came up. Yeah, that's. I would have guessed at least like 42. So he hasn't been a major since 2012. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, so he was 31 when he left. <laughs> that's longer than Joe has been out of the league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's, that's wild funny. that he's trying to come back, though. That's crazy. I mean, with God on your side, who can stop you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, he, won't, he, he, he won't be on the money gang. Yeah, it's ironic they were saying this like the day after the Notre Dame Cathedral, you know, bursting yeah. the flames, but and the week of Easter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, forgive me, Father, for I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, all he's right, gonna, he's going to yeah, need probably. more than God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure the Marlins could use him. <laughs> hey, that I like that pitching staff. Caleb, yeah. Caleb Smith. Yeah. Oh no. Good. He'd be a very good. Uh, Senior veteran presence for them. Yeah, him and Jeta can hang out. <laughs> yeah, talk about the glory days. Yeah, Caleb Smith, that'd be a guy that if I were if I were selling, that's someone I would try to trade you for. You know? Yeah, I, I like Caleb the Smith. Dollar dollar piece, youngish guy, decent. You know, seems to be good. Up and coming staff. You know, that'd be a, a target if I were going to offer you a, a bigger name pitcher or something. Yeah. How many Marlins do you own right now? Me? I see Pablo, Taron Guerrero, and Caleb Smith. That's it? Yeah. No, yeah, I've got, I've I had one. It sucked because he actually didn't pitch well the other day, but I had, um, what's his name, that pitched um, yesterday for the Marlins. Um, Trevor Richards? Can't think. Yeah, Trevor Richards. And uh, remember I put in that waiver claim for Caleb Smith because I liked Caleb Smith better, but they weren't putting any of my goddamn guys on the IL, so I was 
like, I know someone's going to pick up Caleb Smith if I don't, you know, make a claim. So I just dropped Richards, hope I'd get Richards once the guys went on the IL, but someone snagged him. I still kind of like Trevor Richards, too. But. I put a claim in for Caleb Smith when you got him. Yeah, John did, too. I think a few people were trying to get him. So. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know my waiver at the time, but I wanted him, too. Yeah. But, yeah, he's, uh, he looks like the, the best pitcher on that staff right now. Q, uh, how's uh, Danny Jansen doing on Martin Riggs? Oh, yeah. yeah, hold on. Oh, Riggs added him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we, can we oh, look yeah. at his stats? We need to, yeah, hold we need on. to do Jan- Danny Jansen. Jansen watch. Jansen watch. I got you. Let's see, guys. He is 6 for 42, batting 143, still two runs and one RBI. Uh, so he's wow. killing it. Oh, he got a hit yesterday. So that's I think p- positive. I think I'd still rather have Danny Cruz. <laughs> I agree. But you know, is Domingo uh, Santana going to keep this shit up all year? Um, I I liked I liked him going into this year. I thought that he was gonna. I don't know why I didn't end up going after him in this league, but I thought he had some potential. I mean, he's he's got the playing time opportunity, and he seems like he's flourishing. I mean, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't. Um, continue. How are the Mariners so good? How are the Mariners? I didn't so think good? they were going to be. I thought that they were kind of hunting this year. They're like the five. crushing it. They'll fall off a little bit eventually, but um, I mean, I think that offense is pretty good. I think the yeah. pitching staff, pitching Santana, staff, will be their downfall. Santana eventually. has twelve runs, four homers, twenty-five RBIs, three steals, and he's hitting three fifty. That's insane. Well, he had a good. He had a pretty good season a couple of years ago, right? With the Brewers, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a guy that they might, you know, even if they are, do fall out of it, he might be a guy they still want to hang on to and not, you know, not let go anywhere. Is he still pretty young? I think he's pretty young. Yeah. I don't think he's old. Checking right now what his age is. He is... Let me see. Twenty six years old. Yeah. So that's, I mean, he's pretty young. Yeah, right, yeah. In, the, right in his peak prime. Yeah. Chris but, Davis um, has ten bombs, and another Chris Davis hit a bomb. You were there for that, weren't you? Yeah, um, I've I've got to see Chris Davis, um, you know, break out of his uh, slump of whatever it was, fifty at bats. So that, that's been nice. For him? Um, no, I don't think anybody cheered for him. So I was, I was thinking about this. <laughs> I was thinking about that this morning. Like, what if, what if, like, this is the time that Chris Davis goes back to like 2012 or 2013? Chris Davis, like, all of a sudden he can't miss and the ball just flies out and he hits 50 bombs. You should probably. Pick I mean, him up. I mean, I read. And I talked about putting a, him on my watch list. <laughs> I read an article online saying that like he's he was showing signs of of um, breaking out, like not like breaking out like you know, being unbelievable or anything, but like actually, you know, having some okay at bats going yeah. forward. Oh, his and he barrel kind of had, must be up. Yeah, he they, he found his barrel. But um yeah, I was just looking Domingo Santana in two thousand seventeen batted two seventy eight with thirty homers and stole fifteen bases. Wow. And they just so. gave up on him because of Yelich and um <laughs> I guess so. I mean and fucking Braun. They should have gotten rid of Braun. That was I'll tell you, 
I'll tell you one thing pretty funny about. So I went to the Red Sox games on Friday and um, Monday with uh, Lions was at both of them with me. But um, it was hard um, on the game on Monday because it was Jackie Robinson Day. And yeah, everyone was wearing 42. And I don't know. Like the Orioles are a tough team to tell like who, what guy is what. <laughs> I'm like, who the? Yeah. I mean, their roster's so bad. It's like, who is this? I don't even know who got that hit. I got a <laughs> random question for you. Why is there an alcohol-free section at Fenway? It's the family section. I accidentally um, went, I went to a Yankees-Red Sox game in Fenway, and I was like, oh, these seats are super cheap, and I had no idea that you couldn't drink there. So we actually got told like two or three times that we had to go stand in the concourse to drink beers, and I just, just could yeah. not understand what was going on. The, everyone that like knows about that section just tries to avoid it. That's why the tickets are so cheap. But... Um, I got tickets to the uh, the game on uh, yesterday on Monday um, for four dollars. <laughs> wow! Four just because the it was just because the marathon traffic made it hard for people to get there. Or? I think people thought it was gonna it was the the weather said it was gonna be like an awful day, like raining wise. Like I didn't even think the game was gonna happen, and then all of a sudden, like the forecast changed, and it was like beautiful out. And I was like sitting in the bleachers, straightaway center field, four dollar tickets. I got four tickets in the same row for four dollars for each of them. That's it's crazy. So that game time app is what I got. You can buy tickets on that like last second. Sometimes you find them real cheap. Yeah, I went to the Marathon Monday game uh, twenty twelve. I was up there for yeah. a bachelor party, and we had to, we were in standing room only to watch that game. Big yeah. game, big game. James pitched for the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh wow. Throwback, yeah. yeah. I think I but, think the um, Rays won like one nothing. That's an awesome game to go to. I go every year. We'll at least go to the marathon area. Sometimes I go to the game. Sometimes I don't. But it's great because you can start like drinking at like nine in the morning and then oh, yeah. go into the game. So and you, it's like a that's it's like a state holiday, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thing is, is it falls on um we have like April vacation, so um yeah, I already have it off anyways. But I mean, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. Well, enjoy, your, enjoy your trip. We'll talk. All right. Well. Still on them, the same old hoes, but a nigga still want them. I'm parking lot pippin' on another nigga woman. She pullin' up a skirt, tryna show a nigga something. The car cloudy, my niggas all rowdy. This in the seat and got a nigga drowsy. I'm out, now where them hoes at? Look, I'm tryna take you home. So what you got your girlfriends, bitch? Break them all.